Welcome to the Spirit of Money podcast with your host, Beth Ann McMerrick. Here we weave together the elements of personal finance and business with the spiritual side of your money. Bust through your financial barriers and transform your life, mind, body, spirit, and wallet. Beth Ann guides you in a unique and enlightened approach on how to clear your financial chakra pathways, tune up your money vortex system, and manifest your dreams come true. Here's your host, Beth Ann McMerrick. to the Spirit of Money podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Yay. I'm excited that I'm here. Here we are getting ready to start 2020. I can't believe it. Well, welcome back to the Spirit of Money podcast. I took a little bit of time off so that I can finish an online money management program that I've been working on and uh, putting together Divine Money University, which has some fantastic tools that teach about managing money, creating money, sales, products, pricing. And now I'm back to, for this particular podcast now, to focus on our mindset around money and our belief systems around money. Money, especially right now, I mean, we're heading into 2020. Everybody's thinking about, you know, what their New Year's resolutions are going to be and what their goals are for the next year and how they want to increase their business. But there's also this huge fear and tension also that's going on that I'm feeling around money, specifically in the stress of Christmas and what that all meant. Because a lot of us, like, you know, I've been a single mom and there were Christmases where I had lots of money and there were Christmases when I had hardly any money. And that energy and that fear and that pressure and that stress around money and Christmas and what that actually means can be quite devastating for some people. And it, it, it could be even that at the point where we spent the rent money or we spent the mortgage payment and or we racked up our credit card bills after we'd already worked so hard to pay off the credit card bills and then we racked up our credit card bills so that we could cover Christmas. And there's just all of this pressure that we put on ourselves now after Christmas is over and it's like looking into the new year and we're thinking about, man, what did I do with my money? What did I just do with Christmas? How how good am I at managing my money or not managing our money? And oh, I'm going to start managing my money. You know, there's just all of these thoughts and emotions and beliefs around money that get us all tangled up and definitely get us stressed out. So this year, the new moon, well, the new year money reading that I'm going to do is specifically around releasing that fear around money, specifically releasing the fear around paying money, but also releasing the fear around 
receiving money. And I know that sounds kind of quirky, really, like the fear of receiving money. And, you know, I know for myself, like when I was a young girl, when I was a young girl, my mother used to sing for a choir. And I remember we were uh, out at Temple Square here in Utah, and my mother had just gotten done with her singing program. Now, it wasn't with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. She was with the next group underneath. I don't know what that group was actually called, but it was the ones that got ready for, um, they weren't in the Tabernacle Choir, but they were the next lower one. I, I, I don't know the exact name of them, but I remember being on Temple Square and I, I remember looking up at my mom and she had this like disgusting grody look at these other women that were there. And I assumed that they were part of her group. But what was interesting was she was like, Ooh, like they just think they're so good. They just think they're so hot. They're just so rich. And they're just like, you know, they just think they're so good and their fancy clothes. And at that moment, I created this belief around being rich, that it wasn't good, that I was going to disappoint my mother if I was rich. That I, And my mother was a very violent woman, and I did everything I possibly could not to get in trouble with my mother. So when I came to this realization about this fear about disappointing my mother or getting in trouble with my mother when it came to having money and being rich, it created this unconscious belief and this unconscious block within myself about receiving money. Now, I don't have, I mean, yeah, there's times when I'm like, okay, having to pay money, like I got to breathe, breathe on it, breathe on it. But I don't have any problem with hiring people or paying fairly or, you know, tipping super well. But the block of actually receiving money and that fear of receiving money has been something that I have been struggling with personally for, for quite a long time. So in this New Year money reading, what I'm going to do is we're going to do a Divine Consciousness Collective reading. And what that means is that I'm going to be using the Divine Money Goddess cards and I'll be drawing three cards, one from our higher selves as a collective, one from our Divine Father, and one from our Divine Mother, and getting some specific messages for us as a collective as to how we can release this fear around money, how we can release the fear of receiving money, and how can we move ourselves forward in the year 2020 to really claim and embrace that financial divine wealth that we each deserve. You deserve, and I deserve, we all deserve a divine, beautiful life. And we are such powerful beings that even if we study hard, we're constantly taking classes, we're reading, we're meditating, we're working on our spiritual self and our social self and our divine self, we still have this amazing ability of blocking the success and blocking that money towards coming to us for whatever reason. I know for myself, a lot of it is a, is my own self-sabotaging, my own self-doubting um, of what I'm doing, and my own negative self-talk. 
and again, that traumatized child, that wounded child within that doesn't want to disappoint her mother, doesn't want to disappoint mom, doesn't want to get in trouble. Now, my mom has passed. And I, as even as I'm saying this, I can tell my mom's just like, go for it, Bethann. I love you. And, and she's so much more supportive around my being successful. And I know your parents would be even just as excited about your success as well. However, there's still that wounded, deep inner child and that wounded, deep belief system of not wanting to get in trouble. And this fear, this intense fear about asking for what I want, this intense fear around receiving money, this intense fear about being rich and being wealthy. And what does that mean about me as a human being if I allowed myself these riches and this this financial success? So I'm really super excited about doing this collective reading for the new year, 2020, our divine money reading. Let's get going. Okay, so how we're going to do this money reading, like I said, I'll be using the Divine Money Goddess Oracle cards that I wrote, and I'm shuffling them up right now. I haven't actually drawn the cards yet. I'm going to do three. I did do a meditation just before I started the recording to collect, to connect into the collective consciousness and to really align myself with what gets to come through for this particular reading and what it is that we get to know um, as a collective and as an individual about releasing that fear around money and what is it that we get to do to move forward into 2020 to really make it that financial success year that we want. How this is going to work is I'm going to draw these cards and then I'm going to read the cards out loud and then I'll stop the recording and, and I'll go back, listen to the recording, and then I map out on my chakra trigger map what where the blocks are in the body, what downloaded information comes down for us, and what you know, what messages we get, and then what action we get to take. And so you I would invite you to grab a money journal, your money journal so that you can make some notes for yourself as I do this reading. So if you feel anything specific in your body, if any words come up that like just really trigger you, then you're going to want to make a note of that. So those are things that you can go back and journal about and write about more and really go deeper in for yourself to specifically to, well, to go deeper for yourself. And then, uh, yeah, it it'll be quite interesting to see what comes up, what, what comes through and, and what we get to do to learn what we get to do to move ourselves forward in the year 20, in this new year, 2020, and completely change this relationship, change our relationship with money and open the floodgates to receiving money, releasing this fear of receiving money, releasing this fear of being successful. So, uh, I'm going to take a deep breath. (sighs) 
And I'm going to draw the cards and I'm going to see what comes up. Okay, so the three cards that I got was the Accounting Money Goddess from the I Am Perspective, card number five, the Phenomenal Money Goddess from the Body Perspective, card number 18, and then the Rich Money Goddess from the Spirit Perspective, card number 31. So I'm going to read these cards, and uh, like I said, I'll go back and and listen to this recording and then map out on the chakra map where the blocks are and what's coming up with, uh, what messages coming up with them. Okay, so I'm going to start with the first card, Accounting Money Goddess, Goddess card number five. I claim who I am. I claim all that I am. I am proud of and take accountability for my creations. I am personally responsible for my financial knowledge, wealth, health, freedom, and understanding. I am my word. I claim my financial freedom now. On the back of it is, I am relationship to self, scarcity side, avoiding. She denies and hides from what is, expecting and allowing others to answer her questions and bail her out. She has no confidence in her financial and money-making abilities. She is uncertain and criticizing. High peaks and deep valleys. Money goes way up and way down, mostly down. Energy exchange, peace. Women's attention to detail is uncanny, and their ability to track, evaluate, and manage change is impressive. Count the money in, count the money in, count the money in, count the money out. Repeat from top. Count the money in, count the money in count the money in, count the money out. This is the money-making secret. Healing energy, blue throat chakra. Money action. Be the accounting money goddess. She claims who she is and is accountable for all her creations. She is responsible for her financial knowledge, wealth, and understanding. Zealously and earnestly, she pursues her financial well-being living in peace and confidence with every money action. Goddess card five. And take a breath. Well, already I could feel a couple of those things, especially with the I am my word. And, and you know, it, it's one thing to be our word to other people, but it's another thing to be our word to ourself. And I know that for myself, specifically about being my word to myself when I say, okay, I want to do this or I want to do that. I, it, I heard somebody the other day say, you know, it's like ready, set, freeze. And I could totally, instead of ready, set, go, go mean taking the action, but the ready, set, freeze is that ready, set, freeze and not taking those actions, not taking the action steps and hitting that wall of fear. And so being our word to ourself is a huge piece in us creating that 
divine wealth that we're wanting. And because we're constantly always getting information about what we can do to move forward, but it's a matter of, are we actually doing those actions? So we make certain plans and then we're like, we don't do it. We don't follow up and we're not following our own intuition. So being our word, I am my word to myself is a huge one. Okay. I'm going to read the next one. Take a breath. Phenomenal money goddess body. Goddess card 18. Body beautiful. I present myself as someone who cares about herself and who is confident in her body, clothes, and silhouette. I am confident in my body and I love every single curve. I enjoy my personal sense of style and elegance. I adore the feminine in me. And the last, and the back. Physical relationship, adorn the body, scarcity side, programmed. She wears old clothes and are ripped, that are ripped, holy, and torn up. She never buys new items for herself. She wears her clothes to the point of destruction and degradation. She sacrifices herself and her health in the name of money. Energy exchange, movement, and growth. Express your personality through your clothes, hair, voice, dance, and step. What you adore, you adorn. Adore and adorn your body and your curves as they are. Say yes to the clothes, not because of the cost, but because you love it and you love how you wear, feel wearing it. Healing energy, earth. Money action. Clear your closet of clothes that are torn, ill-fitting, or just not working for you. How you present yourself is a statement to the world about how you value yourself. What are you saying to the world with your dress? Be in gratitude and love for your body just as it is. Dance and breathe. Take a breath. And when I invite you to breathe, when I say take a breath, I invite you to take a good deep breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth. Letting that out because we're moving energy as we read these cards together. They're very, very powerful moving uh, cards. And this one specifically, I remember, I, I actually really remember writing this card so much because, um, you know, that's the thing I love about these goddess cards because it's all mind, body, spirit, and wallet. And, and, and we think, oh, what does the body have to do with our relationship to money? But if we're putting out an energy of we're not good enough, we're ugly, like, uh, you know, for me, I got good extra curves. I got curves galore. I got curves to spare. I got curves to share. <laughs> I'm actually really loving my curves. Um, it's a relationship that I have been working on for a long time. So the, the, the belief around our bodies is what it does is if we are, are, you know, putting ourselves down and putting our bodies down in, in any way, even behind the scenes, basically what that still transmits out to the universe and out to, uh, potential clients or potential people in our life is that we're not good enough. We're not beautiful enough. We're not smart enough. We're, we, we feel, you know, what does it say? Degraded. Um, and, and that energy 
gets rippled out and people pick up on that and they're like, oh, well, something she's not believing in herself somehow, something's going on with her that then they're not trusting us coming forward. And then just even still, like how much time I have spent hiding and not being out in the world because of my curves. I remember I, you know, several times I've been invited to parties or invited to certain things, but felt like, oh gosh, I, you know, just gained some weight. And so I don't want to go out in public, you know, or or to these people because they're going to notice I gained weight. We make such a big deal about weight in our society. It's just sickening. Anyway, uh, yeah, that one was an emotional one for me. I could feel it already. Yeah, that'll be good to go back and listen to and map out. Okay, the last card we received was the rich money goddess from the spirit perspective. And I just think that's pretty interesting because that's what we talked about, um, this ability to be rich and allowing that self for us. So the rich money goddess spirit, goddess card 31, balance chakras and energy field. I honor myself by holding health, healthy, safe, and clear energy fields and boundaries around me. I am connected to self, source, and my divinely desired life. I eagerly take committed action in my true divine passions. As I heal me, I heal the world around me. On the back is our spiritual relationship, divine desires, scarcity side, redeprived. She lives a desolate, soulless existence, dried up and lifeless. She has given, given up all hope of any other existence or possibility of a different life. She allows others to drain her of her essential essence. She is the walking dead. Energy exchange, connection to self. Divine desires are the loving dreams of your heart and soul. As these desires are fulfilled connections, oneness and a deep fulfilling peace is created. Surround yourself with a safe space for expression and expansion. Protect yourself from the harsher energies by supporting your energy field and clearing your chakras. You are in control of what comes into your space. Healing energy, air, money action. Clear your energy to connect more fully to yourself, your gifts, and your divine desires. Do this by dispelling all negative thoughts and emotions. Action is the key to actualizing, actually realizing your financial harmony. Dance in the delight of your ambitions. Goddess card 31. Take a breath. Whew. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to stop this recording now, go back, map this out and get whatever comes downloaded for us, what messages come for us. And, uh, I'll be right back. Okay. I'm back. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great reading. The specifically, I'll just go through each one of them and the accounting money goddess where they hit in our bodies or in the collective body, first of all, was I claim who I am, which actually hits on both sides of the neck by the throat chakra, which oddly enough, the healing element in 
for the accounting money goddess I am perspective is the blue throat chakra, which is using our voice and claiming who I am, claiming who you are is so important for us to really express and share who we are, claiming that who we are, releasing ourselves from the expectations of anybody else or what everybody else has to say, or, you know, like, you know, the trauma that I went through with as a child was that I was constantly beaten down like a dog, you know, and I, I got the scraps of the food. I got scraps for the clothing. I got scraps when it came to the attention and the, that energy and that constant re- negative reinforcement really shut me down in expressing who I am and expressing what I want in the world and expressing just my own needs. And so we, I know I have, and I'm sure several others have shut down our voice and shut down who we are to make everybody else happy. And, and I, you know, the, the, the other piece that hit us was I am personally responsible and that hits right around the crown chakra and actually gave me quite a headache. It was like, I'm personally responsible in that, you know, now as an adult, I'm responsible for healing that trauma. I'm the one responsible to to myself to get my words out, to get my actions out, to get my desires and, and, and the things that I want out. I, I, you know, this whole thing about what it is I want, what I want, there's, there's so much debate. And I've heard so many times about by saying what I want is an energy that's showing lack. And I completely disagree with that because we can use other words like I'm a creator or I want to create this or I I choose to create something this way or I want to create this goal. And we said, especially this new year, right? It's about creating new goals. And, and that's still the energy of want. And if we choose to believe that it means we're lacking in anything, well, then that's what we end up doing. So it's, again, it's our belief and we're personally responsible for our own beliefs. And if we want to choose to believe that by saying want is the same energy of bringing lack, then, then we create that lack. And instead of shifting our belief systems to what it is that we want, And claiming who we are and being responsible for who we are and being responsible for our own beliefs, it it gives us more power instead of just falling into, you know, what the other gurus have to say. So being responsible, being personally responsible for them and for our actions and for our beliefs is so essential in, in moving our financial life forward and really shifting this relationship around money because we get to take responsibility for what these words really mean to us. And we are the ones that get to decide the definition of those words and how they're going to affect us individually. The other thing that kind of, that came up with that being personal responsible is I remember I used to, well, 
I've done all these different readings with people and there was a couple when I first started and it really just has stuck in the back of my mind constantly and I say well what do you want in your life what do you want to create in your life well I want to write a book I want to do this I want to do that I'm gonna start a business I want to get married I want to do all these things and so I said I would ask the person well you know what's stopping you from doing that and they would say well I don't want to be responsible I don't want to be responsible so this word responsible denotes or has denoted for certain people this level of work like it's hard work like oh this is something we've got to do and 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 I know for me as a single mom and as an as the oldest of these of this family of these kids this level of responsibility that I had to take on personally even though taking care of my brothers and sisters and handling the household responsibilities as a child was not my responsibility, but it was something that was forced upon me, created so much more pressure and stress on me. And then being a single mother for so many years, that being responsible, being solely responsible, again, put so much weight on me as far as like, what I had to do or what was expected of me or how to be the perfect mom and being the father and the mother and the dishwasher and the cook and the shopper and the everything. It, it, it really burnt me out. It really burnt me out. And so I could, you know, it's a lot easier to just kind of sit back and go, okay, I'll let someone else take over and I'll let someone else be responsible. And I won't think I'll just follow along, you know, as the sheep person and 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 do what everybody else thinks I should be doing and not pursue what I want to do but guess what it gives me a headache <laughs> it gives me a headache to to be that sheep person it gives me that headache and that that stress in our brain and and that clumping of our throat of not claiming who we are and not moving myself forward because I want to sit back in the driver's seat and not be sit back in the back seat and not be the driver, be the responsible person in my own life. So claiming who I am and being responsible for that claiming for those voices, for that word, for that, that action, like again, the, I am my word hits us right in the back, right in the dead center of the back and then I am proud of my creation also hits us in the lower back being proud of it. Now that one doesn't hit as hard as much as the I am my word because it's like stabbing ourselves in the back because if we're not claiming who we are, if we're not really valuing and stepping into the fullness of who we are, we're not also, also we're not stepping into being our word to ourselves. We get these, I know I get these downloads and this information of things for me to do. And then I don't do them. I stop myself from doing them because of all of of just basically that ripple. Like, oh, how can I do those things for myself if I'm not claiming myself? Meaning I'm not wholly proud of who I am. I'm not wholly 
believing in myself and allowing myself to really just express my voice as it comes through, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, it, doing the readings and these sessions are so powerful for me because I've learned to really trust the information that comes through because I'm connected into the higher consciousness and I just let the words flow. And, and I've had so much confirmation in that the things that come through for me for my clients is the so right on. And I get to just keep pursuing that, keep working towards that, towards really letting my voice out into the world. And, and that's same for you, really just being your word and really allowing yourself to freely express yourself without judging yourself that being proud of those words that you have to say, being proud of that divine information that's coming through for you because it's a gift. It's a, it's a, it's such a beautiful gift that we each have this ability to tap into this consciousness, to tap into our higher selves, to tap into, um, a deeper divine passion and experience that we can share into the world and, and help and, you know, create more healing in the world and create more love and light and peace into the world. The other thing that hit us was count the money in, and that actually hits in the ear and it hits in the throat. In fact, my throat's even just getting sore, counting the money in, count the money in, count the money in. It feels so selfish. It felt so selfish to like, and I like, I don't want to hear it. It's like, I don't want to hear count the money in because there's this level of selfishness that kind of feels like, oh, like, like almost like I'm taking away from somebody by counting the money in because when I received money, that means somebody is giving me money, which means I'm taking from them. And when I think about this wounded child of myself in this um, space of, you know, it was okay. It was like, give, 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 give. But then when I wanted to receive, it was met with turmoil, was met with a backhand, was met with lashing words of disappointment in allowing myself to have what I wanted or allowing myself to have to receive things. Like I said, this receiving the scraps, you know, I was the last one to get to eat. If And if I wanted to eat anything more, I had to shovel all this food in as fast as I could so that I could get seconds because you know, out of eight kids, there's not that much food. And there were many, many nights I would go to bed, uh, hungry and not full. And this allowing this love and light in, because that's really what money is. Money is this divine source of support, just like the air. Air is here supporting us. Water is here supporting us. These divine, beautiful foods are here supporting us. And money is here to support us as well to, to create, in our life to to care for ourselves. And if we're not allowing ourselves, and if I'm not allowing myself to receive the money in, I'm not allowing myself to support myself and to truly care for myself. I'm not allowing myself to be responsible for myself because I'm pushing that money away. So it, it's about understanding and seeing the divinity in the money, in that the money is a, a resource and a source for us to create amazing things and to create beautiful experiences for people, for us to create 
beautiful businesses that support other people to create a beautiful home and experience for our for our families and for ourselves and it doesn't mean that that because again we're accountable for our creations and accountable for our creations hits right in the gut because it's not about creating you know oh yay you just got the next iPod shuffle you know 6000 and you just created the second you know you got just the new 7 million dollar house and the seven bedroom house or you know you just got the new version of the iWatch thing or whatever it that's not what it's about it's about finding a balance with that money that creates a joy and a harmony within the family and then teaching responsibility with the money because we're personally responsible being responsible with that money not gouging into our credit cards and overspending certain things to to make people happy because it, when we overspend and when we build up that credit card debt to cover expenses for other people what it does is it conditions our children and it conditions the people in our life that that's what's important i know for myself like i would stress about it like i my my worth and my value as a friend as a mother as you know a co-person friend or whatever was dependent on what i could buy for my friends or what i could buy for my children and i spent so much money on things that just they didn't want them they didn't need them they and we and i made such a stressing energy within myself about what was needed or what what was expected of me and my worth was more about what I could give than just me being me so part of this relationship with our money is also about being accountable for those certain things and and honoring those boundaries, those financial boundaries. And what is it that we want to teach our children? What do we want to teach our loved ones around money and being responsible with the money, but also not making the gifts and the things and, and those things more important than the actual individual. So in fact, I remember seeing this video about this test that they did with this little baby and this baby, they would give, them two different things. The one one thing they give them would be like this fancy toy that light up and make all kinds of signs, and then they would give them a wooden spoon. And they did this like giving them a fancy crazy toy and then something basic. And they did it over and over again like 20 different times. And every single time, except for once, every time, so 99% of the time, the baby went for the plain product. They went for the pan. They went for the wooden spoon. They went for the wooden the the brown paper box. They did not go for the woo woo fancy cadatsy little you know whoopie dee doo toy. They want they just went for the the basic thing. And so teaching ourselves, teaching our life, our our loved ones that it's more about the joy and the connection with each other than it is about the actual gift. So allowing ourselves to be to to be accountable for our creations 
being responsible for ourselves, and then and claiming who we are, being our word to ourselves, and and letting ourselves express ourselves completely who we are, even if it doesn't agree with other people, is is so is it, that's what we got to do for this next year is holding those and creating those beautiful boundaries around our money and around ourselves and what it is that we truly, truly want, not just pretend and not say anything, but to share that and to take responsibility for what we truly want to create in our lives and how we want our relationship with our money to be and how we want our relationship with other people to be. The message that came through, I'm going to read the message is, I am my word to myself. I have to make my relationship to myself my number one priority. No one else is going to solve my problems. Only I can do that by listening to myself and taking the action for myself. I am so important to the collective. My gifts are divine source of inspiration for others to heal and grow. Be your word to yourself. Stop denying yourself. Be confident in every money action. And that is so true as far as you are so important. We're each so important to this collective, to this divine gift, this shift that gets to happen in our world. And the more we stop ourselves from sharing ourselves, the more we, then we, the more we add to the, the sadness and the poverty in our world. It's so important for us to just scream it out. Ah! I'm not going to scream but to just really let our voice out and let our divine inspirations out into the world so that we can shift this planet. We can shift ourselves and we can shift the people around us in creating a new relationship with money. Because, you know, if you look at money in your life and in your family's life, is this a repetitive thing of poverty that we've, that, that has continued on in our families? I know in my family, it does. It's like this constant repetitive cycle of poverty that happens that has happened in my family and I'm done with it I don't want to live the rest of my life worrying about money and I don't want that for you I want all of us to be able to live in a different relationship with money in that we're allowing ourselves to receive that money but if we're not allowing ourselves to express ourselves we stop in that whole flow that whole flow of money coming in okay the next card was the phenomenal money goddess from the body perspective and i i gave you my thoughts on that already but one of the there was just a couple of things that hit with that one the first one was body beautiful which hits on the knee which is about moving forward and, and seeing that body beautiful. The, the second space that hit was right at the root chakra, which was dance. And then the third place that hit was again in our throat chakra, which was wears old clothes. And what was interesting is it's not necessarily about the physical clothes, the, the actual clothes. It's more about, how we're really relating to our body. And I'm going to read the, the message on this one that came through first that says, I am not my body. My body holds the divine light spirit that I am. The body holds our ego of self-judgment and worthiness. 
Let go of the ego body self and let your divine light shine for all to see. Clear the closet, clear the junk of things that are not working for you. Release the guilt of items that cannot, that connect to the junk and unneeded things. So that's what's interesting about our belief. And this is for both men and women. I mean, men have just as many body beliefs and issues as women do. It surprises me every time, not anymore, because I've, I've worked with different men around the same issue in, in our belief in our body, because we are so as a society, even as a world, almost the world, I don't know every country, but we are so connected to what our body looks like and that our body is the symbol of our worthiness. And I remember as a child, my, both my parents, they were both very tall, very tall, and they were both very, very large people. And I remember seeing kids teasing them and saying things and snickering behind their back and saying horrible things. And I even had uh, a boyfriend once at one time that told me that said, you know, if you ever get as fat as your parents are, I would divorce you just like that. And that whole thing that we put on our body, you know, and, and on our belief about who we are and, and our worthiness based on what our body looks like is such bunk. It, it's such bunk because like what it says is my body holds this divine light spirit that I am. And we get to let ourselves shine through through all of that other junk. And by speaking out ourselves, by claiming who we are, like I am a divine light being, you are a divine light being. Say it with me. I am a divine light being. And when we let just let that shine and and not hold ourselves back because of our body. People will see that the people that are meant to see and hear our messages, the people that are meant to, to know us at a whole nother level who are truly those divine spirits that we want in our lives are going to see the light in us. They're going to see that divine spirit within us. They're not going to see the body. And if it's somebody that's judging you or judging and you're judging yourself because of a body, I mean, I see women that weigh half the the way I am and they're still like, oh, I got to lose this other weight. You know, I'm still got so much more weight. And, and we do that to ourselves no matter what our weight is. Ladies, stop it. Men, stop it. You are not your body. We are not our body. We are... A divine light being. So this wearing this old clothes that hits in the throat is that, you know, I used to say I suffered from the crappy underwear syndrome, <laughs> which meant I always had the crappy underwear. I don't anymore. Now I have great underwear. I take very good care of myself in that space. But am I still wearing the old clothes and that old belief system of I not worthy of those of beautiful things, or I'm not worthy of feeling beautiful because of my body. I have spent my whole life, at least since I was a teenager and I'm 50 years old now. So for the last 35 years, I have spent 
the last 35 years of my life degrading myself because of my weight and looking at picture after picture and going, man, if I would have just lost weight or, you know, I, I look at myself then and think, oh, that person, you know, back then was thinking, oh, I'm just terrible. If only I could lose some weight, I would be so much better. And then I gained some weight and then I'm back to thinking the same thing. But then I'm wishing I was 10 pounds lighter back to that old girl that was 10 pounds lighter. <sighs> I'm so tired of that game. I'm tired of wearing that old gross clothing of degrading myself because of my body, because my body is not who I am. I'm so much more. You're so much more than your body. And know that you're loved. We are loved so much more than just the body because the spirit is going to go on forever. It's going to go on forever. Like I said earlier, my mom has passed. And when my mom passed, she had been bedbound for many, many years, um, more by choice than by, by need. But it was her way of, of hiding and being in fear. And she created so much physical pain in her body for how, and how she, by how she took care of herself and how she viewed herself. And now as she's passed, she, the beauty of who she is, who she truly is, is the vision that I get all the time of her. It's not this crippled old lady. It's this young vibrant woman who stands up straight who's so happy who's out of pain because that's truly who she is now she's able to express herself truly as she is because she's not confined by the body she's not confined by the mind she's her spirit self and the goal for our life and this whole enlightenment and this this next year is to be our divine spirit self now within our body and not letting our, and I love this word, our ego body self, let go of the ego body self and let your divine light shine for all to see. So beautiful. So beautiful. Whew. Okay. The last card, which was the rich money goddess spirit and rich right off the bat hits us right in the gut. It's like, Ooh, rich. Also giving up hope hits in there. What hits in our heart chakra right by our heart chakra is you are in control. And then right in the back again, by I am my word was a deep redeprived, redeprived, redepriving ourselves, continuing depriving ourselves of ourself and this you are in control like hits in the heart just a little bit like this little pain like we think we don't have much control but we really do we have so much more control than we really think i remember working the nine to five the nine to five rap was really difficult because the boss was in control <laughs> you know my boss told me what i could do when i could go what i had to wear what i could say what i couldn't say when i had to be to work when i couldn't be to work you know uh when i could take vacation when i can take couldn't take vacation before my boss bossed me around it was my parents that bossed me around said i could you know, when I could go out to play, when I could not go out to play, what chores I had to do, who I had to take care of, what, 
you know, what I could wear, what I could eat, when I could eat. Like everybody took control over my life and has taken control over my life my whole life. And even at some point during the time with my kids, even then my kids controlled me in the sense of what they needed and what they wanted. And, and I would just fall in line with like, you know, doing whatever my kids wanted me to do and taking care of the kids and, and making sacrifices for the kids. And it isn't, it's okay to make, I mean, I'm not saying don't take the sacrifices for the kids, but the whole point is, is that we are in control of our own life. We are in control of our own destiny. And sometimes that's hard to fill in the heart because we feel so out of control. And so in order to stay in control, we overcompensate by, by not being responsible because when we're not responsible, we're not in control and, and we're not allowing ourselves to hold that space of adulthood or that space of our own power. We're not claiming our own power because we don't want to, we don't allow ourselves to be responsible. So being in control is knowing that we are in control of everything. I, I remember just before my mom passed and um, the last conversation that I had with her and she said she was, she was going through all these things and she was telling me all these things about warning me about all of these different health issues that run rampant in the family. Like what, you know, Auntie Mame had and what, you know, Uncle George had and what I had and what she had and, and was warning me of all of these hereditary diseases that ran through the family. And I said to her, mom, I don't believe in hereditary diseases. And she just flipped her eyes up, rolled her eyes up to the back of her head and was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Because I'm taking control of my own health and I'm taking responsibility in that belief system of I don't believe in hereditary diseases. I believe that the whole hereditary, yes, we see it happening in the hereditary hereditary line because we carry that same belief system uh, that causes those particular diseases in our, in our lifeline and in, in our family line. But then we've been so conditioned by the doctors and the medical, con- the medical institutions out there about, the hereditary diseases. I mean, gosh, you go see a doctor and you have to list out, you know, everything your father had, everything your mother had, everything your uncle had, everything your aunt had. And we are constantly reinforced with this belief that these hereditary diseases are something we have to worry about. Now, I'm not saying we don't want to consider those things because the diseases in our body are an indication of a belief system that we have that is not serving us, that's not caring for us, that's not really supporting us as an individual. So by taking control of our own life and our own destiny is what we get to do. That's how powerful we are. Stepping into our true divine power as individual light beings and creators is the big message for 2020. We get to be in control of our own belief system, of our own destiny, of our own self, regardless of what anybody else has to say, regardless of any guru we hire person out there that we think that, you know, that, that they're saying it's 
It's what we believe individually, what's true for us, what's true for you. And so, you know, I personally have not, I disease free. I haven't had any major diseases. I haven't had any major illnesses. I haven't had any major sicknesses, but there's been other people in my family that have had some of these same hereditary diseases, but they also carry those same belief systems that my mother did. So it's up to you what you want to create in your life and what what's important for you. The giving up hope piece and, and this rich piece, like giving up hope, I can feel that in myself in a space, especially when it comes to, cause I'm still single, I've been single and I still am wrestling with the body and relationships, you know, with another person, with a guy in that, you know, will the guy still want to be with me? with all my extra curves. So that's, so part of me is kind of given up hope in that, you know, is that possible? Am I going to be single my whole life? So that's when I get to work on. And, and even for you, like, where do you see yourself giving up hope? Have you given up hope in certain things of your life? Have you given up hope in having the money you want in your life or having the, the, ideal job that you want or given up hope on the business dream that you have? Where have you given up hope in your life that creates a sadness in with you within you that you get to now go forward and really go deeper into what that belief is that's stopping you that's that's really stopping you from going forward and claiming everything about who you are and claiming that um, brilliance of who you are, because, you know, starting a business, having a relationship, these things are difficult. They bring up so much belief systems. I mean, it is entrepreneurship is the highest level of spiritual healing, because if you don't heal those deep scars, those spiritual wounds that trigger you, that block you, the business isn't going to be successful. It's not going to fly. It's not going to move forward because we block it at some, at, at a certain level. So what we have to do is face those fears. And, you know, even doing these podcasts is a huge fear for me because I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth and it feels very vulnerable because you get to hear some of the most intimate, vulnerable pieces of myself that get really super scary. However, I am so determined to shift this consciousness around money and shift not only for myself, but also for this planet and for everybody else. So I'm willing to go through this fear. I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to go out on a limb and like freak people out because I might be saying something really squirrely. <laughs> and I'm willing to go that way because I, what else can I do? I don't want to go back to the nine to five. I want to keep going forward in my business and creating divine money mastery in a space that transforms the world, that creates this financial evolution so where have you given up hope on your dreams? And that's something for you to really consider this year, not just the new goals that you want to create, but where, where do you get to heal? Where do you get to shift your own mindset? 
Where do you get to quit re-depriving yourself and silencing yourself from what it is that you truly want in this world, what it is that you truly want to create? We get to stop re-depriving ourselves and give ourselves hope. Know that something can change. I'm going to read the message for this one. I hold healthy boundaries and energy around me. Clearing the mind clutter and TV clutter that disrupts the energy around us. Take committed action towards our divine passion. Turn off the TV. As I heal me, I heal the world around me. Protect yourself from the harmful energy of violent TV, movies, music, and Facebook posts. You are in control of what comes into your space. Take action to the betterment of you. And this card specifically says, you know, balancing the chakra and the energy fields and, and part of our energy fields is what it is that we let come into our mind. And I, I'm totally guilty of the binge watching Netflix things. You know, I, I really have seen that it is more about another way to hide another way to procrastinate, another way to hide who I am because I'm, I'm, I'm able to just disrupt myself from that, from, from life and hide away in the, in the television and do the binge watching. And we, we even talk about on T on Facebook. I see it all the time. We're like, Oh, what new, you know, what, what great TV programs have you ready to see? And, and, um, that we should binge out on that I could watch, you know, the whole thing. And there's some things that are great on there. I won't deny it. I mean, there are some good documentaries and some certain things, but if it's a way of keeping ourselves separated from the world, if it's being used as a way to keep us in our hiding place, it's time to turn that off. It's time to just turn it off. Everyone's into this Outlander, Outlander. They saw this, this thing. Oh, yay. Outlander season three. And I've heard people, I've seen people post about this show Outlander and I started watching it and there were some scenes in there that were really, really disturbing to me because it, it, this violence, this, the violence and the attack and the sexual violence that is constantly being portrayed in these movies and in these shows. It's like, how can that be healthy for our mind and for our well-being? It just can't. It just can't because it's just constantly reinforcing the negative energies and the negative thought patterns and the violent forms of creation that are out there. And we just encourage the entertainment industry to continue to create these kinds of things by the amount of times we watch it or we pay for it or we buy it or we go to that movie or that show or we buy that music or we post on the Facebook post, you know, about things. I mean, even just the violent Facebook posts that are going on right now around the political scene right now, it's horrifying to me that we have taken up so much energy in the violent verbal energy towards other people, towards the allowing that information and those things to, to, to really, you know, destroy our mind. There was a, a movie, 
<laughs> I'm going to this movie, but it just always sticks with me. And that was, um, one of the Batman movies and it was with the Joker. And at the end, the Joker, he created these television and, and it has this mind warp thing that like he watches the television and it just mind warps him. And he, you know, eventually his whole brain and his whole body just gets sucked into this, um, distorted individual that couldn't move or think or do anything. And that's what happens to us. That's what happens to us as individuals when we're like sucked into that television. And I feel it, I feel it with myself. And it's like, uh, it, it would be easy for me. It's easy for me to just mind suck my brain away uh, into the television. But what it really does is it stops me from really creating. And it, it keeps me in that it, it keeps me in the the smallness. It keeps me in the the hidden, keeps me hidden and stops me from creating. So what do we really want for this new year, for 2020? If we really want to create the best new year, the new decade, the 2020 year of the century, if we want to create something more for ourselves and really, really change our life, the top things we get to do, be responsible for ourselves, take control of our own belief systems, claim every bit of who we are, honoring and loving every bit of who we are, our body, our mind, our spirit, our voice, and being our word to ourselves and turn off the TV. Whew. Okay. That was big. That was a lot. There was a lot there. Very passionate. I'm very excited about it. Please join me on my website at Divine Money Mastery. On the, on the website, I will have a picture of the Chakra Body Trigger Map so you can see that. I will also have pictures of the Goddess Cards so you can see that as well and see what they look like. I also have an amazing offer for you. If you want to go deeper in for yourself and have your own individual session with me and get your own individual money reading. I have an opportunity for you. I have this holiday bundle that's only going through till January 20th of 2020. So you can get a set of the money goddess Oracle cards and you can get a 40 minute reading session with me with a chakra body map. This is a great value. You're saving $145. I also offer free shipping of the goddess cards. So you order, you schedule and I'll send the cards out to you and then we'll do the session together over the phone via Zoom or just regular phone. And you're able to go even deeper for yourself as far as understanding where your belief systems and like, where is it that you get to really shift your mindset? Where is that troubling thing for you? Like for me, it was, it's been the feeling that I was going to get in trouble for asking for what I wanted and that, that it was bad for me to believe in and having being rich. Uh, I would just get in trouble with my mother. So that was something that's been, it was a huge awareness for me and something that I've been journaling on and going deeper on. So for yourself, again, listen to this session over, write out things, take some time to do some journaling uh, about it and let yourself go deeper. When you come up with those traumatic experiences and thoughts and beliefs and you feel like you need to cry, let yourself cry. Get it out of your body. That's the most important part is to get it out of your body. 
so that you can make room for more divine inspiration and information to come through for you. And please be your word to yourself. I'm going to put that on a big post-it note in my fridge, on my fridge, everywhere around my place. Be my word. Listen to myself. Be my word to myself. I think that's going to be one of the most key important things for this next year because there's nobody else that's going to solve our problems for us. The government's not going to solve it. Our mom and dad's not going to solve it. The kids aren't going to solve it. The husband or the wife's not going to solve it for us. It's our responsibility to take on our life and be responsible for ourselves. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me for this new year, 2020 money reading. I hope that you, I divinely deeply hope that you got some inspiration and some valuable, beautiful nuggets for yourself to really transform your life and really transform your relationship with your money. Thank you again for joining me and I will see you on the next Spirit of Money podcast. Peace in. Thank you for listening to the Spirit of Money podcast. Are you ready to transform your money life? Imagine making money that nourishes your body and soul. Visit DivineMoneyMastery.com for more information about products and services created to empower your money life and to contact Beth Ann via email, Facebook, and Instagram. Sign up to receive a complimentary ebook written by Beth Ann. Five Steps to Money Peace of Mind Quick Guide. Discover the spiritual side of your money to increase your abundance and divine financial wealth. Join us next time on the Spirit of Money podcast.